hello. Welcome to another edition of Sawdust and Gin, the podcast from the blog of the same name. Um, this episode, so it's late December. Uh, I think we know what time it is. It's time to recap things that have been going on in the air. Um, we've got a real action-packed uh, episode. A lot of things to discuss. A lot of really important trends that we noticed um, that were uh, like affecting not just like musical trends, but really like thematic trends that. I think that uh, deserve to get a spotlight. Um, but of course, first, we have to talk about the things that we loved. Exactly. 2017 had a lot of really fun music. Uh, I, I know many will disagree with my first point of things that I loved, but I was obsessed with the pop music obsession with reggaeton. I was a fan of Despacito. I know, I know. Many, I don't many hate will that disagree. Song. It's just, it was really, it was so overplayed. I think that's the issue. heard it everywhere. So I loved, I thought it was really interesting that like you had Despacito and you had Justin Bieber coming on the track singing Spanish and then Mi Gente with Beyonce singing Spanish. Now we don't know if they actually knew what they were saying, but I thought it was really cool that these big artists were jumping on, doing some really interesting sort of things that were unique uh so i was a big fan of this like reggaeton boom and i also loved the funk and soul kind of feel of this whole year even people like calvin harris for example that but he's more obviously straight edm his latest album like the song feels was really great really funky and then you had of course you couldn't escape 24 karat magic from bruno mars and then portugal the man with feel it still it was really cool to see portugal the man because they've been around for a while but i think this was their first like really large hit yeah no i agree and it's funny because i've known about portugal the man for years like when they were a small zoe hipster she heard it first all right, all right. I was definitely not for. I like joined. They have so many records. I know they've been around for a while, so it was cool. First of all, just to see them get you know recognition in that realm, which is really great. Um, and also, it was just really funky songs. So those are the two things I love. Just uh, listening to Despacito and then the funk and soul. So awesome. Yeah. I mean, no, those were a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I should say that we're not going to be talking about like a whole lot of fun things. We're going to try and make them fun. But um, yeah, it's good to focus on that for now. <laughs> I would love to say that I had, I went to so many shows this year and I had so much fun. At, like most of them, I would say. But particularly, and I know we mentioned this before because actually Kylie went to, with me uh, to both, both of these. Of the great yeah. Ones. Oh my God. What great experiences. Well, the first, my I think my favorite show of the year was when we saw Wokes at the Pico Union Project, which is... It was uh, pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's a church, which, oh my God, literally take me to church. Oh my God, it was awesome. And Banafi opened, and if you aren't familiar with how obsessed I am with Banafi, you are living under a rock. The obsession is real. I can, I can attest. I it's getting a little um, scary for me personally because it's like I don't want to be crossing any lines with her. I do want to interview her before her album drops next year. It better drop next year, by the way. Banafi, I hope you're not listening to these threats that I'm making to you. Um, if it doesn't drop, Banafi, she'll come to your house and play instruments and record the album for you. Well, she does live here, so <laughs> that could happen. Anyway, uh, also in that show was Bosco, who I did write about um, for Grimy Goods earlier this year. And just, she put out an incredible mini album or EP. I don't know what she's calling it, but it's like a six or seven song um, record that's so great. It's like R&B, but like, it's just so flawless. Like the style is done so well. So that was just an amazing show to see all three of them yes. in this church. It was amazing. Um, Bosco really knew how to get us on our feet too. Yes. People dancing in the pews and in the aisles. <laughs> and oh yeah, that was, just, it was so much fun. But also, and I'm, I guess we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but um, everything, everything. Again, if you're not aware of my obsession with this band, you're living under a rock. You don't listen to this podcast. I really appreciated uh, when we <clears throat> when we went to the show. So he goes, I'm not screaming in your ear, am I? Because unbeknownst to me, because, you know, obviously it was loud and I was listening to everything, everything. Zoe was singing along to every word, every word. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a little bit taller than Kylie. So I, I always like to let my friends stand in front of me because then it's like an easy way we can block each other. And so she's standing in front of me and I'm like, she's definitely going to hear me screaming, scream singing these lyrics. But like she was like, oh, no, no, not at all. And then we get to the encore and she turns to me. And she's like, OK, now I know what you mean. <laughs> 
but that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> that show was so good. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later because we want to talk a little bit about their record um, as it relates to trends in 2017 music. Um, but yeah, uh, we're just going to, I think, transition right into it. Um, thanks for tuning in. This is Sawdust and Gin. Uh, stay tuned. So we have a heavier topic that we want to talk about. We're going to lighten it up. We are. But I, I'm warning you because we're starting out with artists and not just in the music industry. Every industry had some sort of revolution, it seemed, of every type of like bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And it was really a reckoning with a lot of different things. And I think it, it is really important, though, to talk about how mental health really affected all sorts of the music sector, you know, starting, obviously, with St. Vincent and Pills, which, again, is, is, a, is a tough, um, tough song. This song was really uh, focused on that self-medication and uh, destruct, like self-destructive behavior. Definitely is something that happened a lot in 2017. Like, St. Vincent's not alone in this. Also, going into uh, even some pop uh, songs, which pop is not normally the type of um, genre to really cover a lot of heavy types of things. So one of the songs that was really big in 2017 was Scars to Your Beautiful by Alessia Cara. Focusing on things like eating disorders, definitely a much heavier subject than we're used to seeing from a lot of pop artists, but it got a lot of really positive um, comments and it was a really huge song. So it was really interesting to see that as well as her singing on one of the largest tracks talking about mental health was Logic's track 1-800-273-8555, which is the number for the suicide uh, prevention hotline. Yeah. And that song, I... I really enjoyed that song because it's pretty sad and I love sad songs, as Kylie knows very well. Um, it, it does have a, an uplifting ending. So that song is featuring Khalid as well. Mm-hmm. And his verse at the very end is so happy that it makes my heart hurt. Like, just the idea of like, so obviously the song talks about like suicidal thoughts and behavior. And at the very end, it's like, I don't even want to die anymore. And it's just like tears me apart and I love that song so much and I think it shines such a light on that issue and it affected positive change like they performed at the uh MTV VMAs and after that perform first of all that performance was very powerful they had people that had called the hotline in shirts that had the number on it and uh like that after uh, the performance i think it was like a 60 percent increase in calls to the hotline which is incredible i mean that just shows you how impactful this song was especially in a genre that is not used to talking about these types of issues because most to be quite honest most of the rap genre is party let's have a good time you know definitely more focused on the fun aspect of things so it was amazing to see how this song did really well in a genre that's not used to talking about this. And like you said, really affected positive change. Yeah. And so quick side note, um, we, I was, I don't want to talk too much about future, but futures like records normally do focus on like really upsetting things, but it's never in a good way. It's like, I'm addicted to codeine and my life is going to end. And it's just like, future are you all right but like this is such a departure and that's why this year it just seems like a lot of other people are taking this initiative to be a little happier about it be like yeah things are bad but we can make them better Mm -hmm. and his logic's record is titled everybody and so uh 1-800-273-8555 he said was the hardest song to write which, which makes sense but the thing is you listen to that album a lot of the topics on that record are hard to talk about but it is such a community-based mm-hmm. like optimistic record and it really i i felt like it was very powerful i mean i wasn't my favorite record of the year but i think that it had some of the most important themes mm-hmm. and thematic work of especially rap especially rap like you said um so but going off of that like there's such an optimism also uh in passion pits work so if you guys are familiar uh michael angelakos he is uh he's been making music for a while but he 
the first record that he made, like, was his most popular, that was made in the throes of alcoholism. And he came out afterward, like, after, like, I think he released another album or two, and then he was like, guys, I'm sober now. I am ashamed of, like, what I did and how reckless it was. And so he, like, turned his entire life around and really made it a focus of his career. And so now, this year, he released this album, beautiful title, Tremendous Sea of Love, which could not be more on theme with his optimism. <laughs> um, but it was made, so he, when he released it, he also made this um, artist-driven uh Group, According to the website, it says, Tremendous Sea of Love benefited Wish Heart Group, an artist-driven company founded by Michael Angelakos, dedicated to focusing on health and wellness and making professional music and art a viable and sustainable career for a vastly expanded group of people. We develop programs and services that better serve and promote the mental, physical, financial, and creative well-being of artists. That's beautiful. Out of a really like sad uh, life experience that he had, he really turned it around and is helping other people. It's uplifting and it's self-aware and it's just so brilliant and beautiful. And I really enjoyed that as well. Absolutely. And then another aspect, again, going back to pop is uh, Kesha's album Rainbow, which was all about really her battling through her struggles with um, Dr. Luke and the sexual harassment as well as her eating disorder. So I think that one of the most positive things um, off of that album was the song Learn to Let It Go. She's talking about how she needs to um, walk away basically from her demons and move forward. So I thought that was a really important song off of an album that definitely was focused on her kind of overcoming a lot of really big issues. Yeah, and I mean... Kesha had a rough year, man. Like, I felt for her through all of, like, at the beginning of the year, we were all really focused on the Dr. Luke legal battle. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, I almost was, like, cringing because it's, like, the legal part of it. That's not the part I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about her well-being. Like, I'm, like, this album is so nice to hear that she is really moving on in, like, a healthy way. Exactly. And she's making the album that she really wanted to make in the first place right and you know what f you dr luke that's right she is gonna make this record and yeah i mean it's just really the what was the one single um with just like that opening like monologue basically uh there was maybe it was just in the video um well there's praying which made me want to cry <laughs> okay that's probably it because it definitely made me want to cry like i it's just so it's like it's a nice feeling to be like this is really sad but you are moving past it like it's such a nice wonderful thing exactly i love that i love that musicians are taking that route like we don't have to be like pretending that everything's okay but we also don't have to be wallowing in our addictions exactly future. um but so no. he wants to help you out future if you're listening look he makes good music i just feel bad i feel like there's something happening um so but another thing and we talked about this briefly last week as well but you can't ignore Bjork's happiness like Utopia is literally a utopia of music for like in Bjork world which we know is a separate place like it's not on earth Zoe and, and her roommate Daniel enjoy going to that place quite often <laughs> That is very accurate um her last album Volnikura was upsetting it was hard almost hard to listen to like arca did production and it was harsh and like just like rough like just like the emotions on it uh it was about like the separation and divorce from her husband and how it was tearing her and her family apart but guess what on utopia all's good like she is happy again there were there are birds chirping in some of the songs it's really incredible and like the happiest thing I've heard from Bjork and Bjork is not normally someone that we associate like sadness with mm -hmm. I mean she's just like a wild character and this album is like that tenfold but happy like pure joy um so another thing like just another happy happy turn of events I really wish that you guys could see Zoe's face in describing uh Bjork it really is a separate world that she she and her roommate Daniel go to and we would also be remiss if we weren't talking about how Dram always has this huge smile on his face always, always. there's no picture that you can find of him where he's not just Google like him big grin on his face we just wanted to end with that goofy like absolutely i mean have you seen that album art he's like got his huge grin but like holding his dog his dog might as well also be grinning it's so happy and joyful and 
Dram- it's just so great. And I mean, like, look, the only song I can really think off the top of my head by him is Broccoli. And look, that's one of my anthems, <laughs> rolling up that broccoli. <laughs> but um, I mean, that's not necessarily... After she goes to Bjork land, she likes to roll up the broccoli. Maybe while I'm there. Yes. <laughs> um, But I, yeah, I mean, we're just, I think that we're both just trying to say, like, happiness keep it coming like there is nothing better than being able to progress in your career as well as like emotionally um so we like that yeah that that definitely mental health was a focus but mental health in just like a positive like uplifting way versus like you know it was you know realizing that you're everything from logic with suicidal thoughts to alessia cara with eating sort of realizing that that's a problem but also saying you know what you know like with alessia cara saying you know scars to your, you know you're beautiful or logic you know like working through that things like that so we we definitely really enjoyed that we're very interested to see what 2018 will bring in terms of this i have a feeling that with greater openness in so many areas of um society i think that this might be a continued topic that we'll hear more about but we'll just have to see yeah i mean if we're going by the trends of like the things that are happening in the industries i have a feeling next year we're going to be getting a lot of uh sexual harassment songs like well obviously anti-sexual harassment songs um but i didn't feel like that was unnecessary (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah i mean i mean we just gotta wait to see how the culture like uh goes out with a lot of this other stuff but like it does reflect like mental health was a big topic for all of us i mean I guess maybe because of Obamacare and all that. Um, but we're going to be talking about politics next. Uh, so probably <laughs> won't get tuned. into that. Um, but yeah, stay happy, everybody. So uh, it's going to be pretty hard to not talk about how politics affected music. I mean, okay. Politics affected all of us. Honestly, like every single day, it's it felt like a nuclear bomb was being dropped. I mean, there were several days when I thought literal nuclear bombs were going to be dropped on Los Angeles. But that's like, that's my own uh, hill that I had to climb. Um, but there were obviously a lot of Im- a lot of impact in music and art, everything. I mean, there's not been a time when I think art hasn't reflected politically. But this year, it was hard to say how well, it could. Well, especially because it was so... Um... Traumatic might not be the right word, but though it, it might felt be, that though. way, yeah, it was it was just basically hard to avoid, and we saw that in so many different songs across so many different genres. Absolutely, um, we're gonna start out with uh, Headless. They used to be called Headless Horsemen, but then they changed their moniker. I to... have so many feelings about this. Sorry, now... I just totally interrupted you. So. <laughs> headless now and zoe's dying because she saw my face and i have many emotions about this so headless horsemen changed their name to headless but it's h-d-l-s-s why why do indie bands hate vowels so much i don't understand and the thing is like a lot of bands it's not even like they started vowelless like starfucker that band used to be called like the full word starfucker now they're just the the consonants why why what's wrong with vowels i don't understand i'm sorry i'm just this has nothing to do with politics this is just my own personal sadness at the fact that aeio and you have been cut out of so many artists if any artist is listening and you have these vowel list names why i want to know why i think i think it's for google ability kylie probably but it still hurts me (laughs) it is a hilarious trend and we definitely like endured the most of it uh when we were in college radio which i think was when we realized that it was a what was happening there yes yes um anyway this band headless headless horsemen whatever uh they released an album this year called selections from dumb now a little background on this record i wrote about it uh earlier this year it uh it's called Selections from Dumb because literally they wrote like 40 or 50 songs that were like full songs that were all about like just the degradation of like political, uh, not political, excuse me, like social um, intelligence. Like we are getting real dumb and they wrote tons of songs about it. Um, a lot of them obviously had to be politically focused, but what I want to kind of talk about is the song False Flag one of their best uh on the record if i do say so myself um but what what's interesting about it is that it's like really poppy like um has a lot of influences that were that would i would give side eye normally (laughs) kylie you would love it um 
pretty much. But it, the song it talks about, especially "False Flag," um, talks about the idea that we no longer can distinguish between accurate information and false information. Which, yeah, that's real frustrating. And I mean, really, 2017 was the year of the fake news. It's true. I mean, alternative facts. Oh God! Like that's and that's pretty much like what the impetus for the song was. And you know, I've. <laughs> I felt like I real, really related to this song because it's kind of like I feel their frustration through it and how can you not like living in this day and age it's insanity that we are just we don't care anymore it seems that way at least it's like we don't care if we're getting correct information or not we just have these beliefs and we're gonna keep pushing them like the doubling down effect oh I can't even get into it it's interesting though because obviously we're based in Los Angeles we are have lived in the United States our whole lives. So we're very familiar with this political system, but um, Everything Everything is a British band and they have been extremely political. They've always kind of been political in the sense that all art is technically political, but their last album, Get to Heaven, was uh, really overt, like a takedown of um, the like British political system. Uh, this new album that came out this year was called A Fever Dream and it was a similar like scathing uh, like messages and songs that were really like pointed about these like political issues but instead of it being about politics in general it was really about us how we're disseminating information and a lot of similar themes um there's they have one song ivory tower where it's basically like yeah on the internet you think that you're the king of everything you think that you know everything and it doesn't matter if anybody disagrees with you because they're just wrong um and so a lot of those themes like really looking inward we really haven't been reflecting on things uh with as much facts as we really should um so and it just goes to show the same stuff has been happening uh in a lot of different nations i mean europe there's a lot of like poland is having a similar like political upheaval just like we and uh like the united states and the uk um it's just crazy politics have been exploding this year it's really been affecting music <laughs> I'm, like getting we're all having so much fun you're <laughs> right Ugh, I'm already like exhausted now from this <laughs> topic, but we're gonna bring it up because the next band nudes that I kind of want to talk so about. So fun, so much fun! I just started showing Kylie some of their music. They just released a new EP, um, but they released two EPs this year. I mean, Josh Ocean is like the brains behind this band. He's been going crazy this year. He released a collaboration with Pierce Fulton. He toured with Pierce Fulton extensively across the country. Released two EPs. He's got another one on the way in 2018. Like he's been super busy. Um, but that doesn't mean that he's been checked out of politics. So um, I went to see Nudes, I think it was back in October, maybe September-ish. Um, but they played at the Fonda and... I mean, they're a lot of fun. I knew it was going to be a fun show, but I didn't expect that they were going to make it kind of political. Um, when they introduced the song, Do Ya? They dedicated the song to Bernie Sanders. And first of all, October of 2017, like a year after the election, seems a little like strange and like whatever, but it really goes to show how much he like is dedicated to politics like politics does and i have to say that with bernie you're still hearing from him that is also true like and it's it's definitely accurate to say that bernie uh influenced a new mm -hmm. progressive movement like for sure yeah. and they like clearly the nudes is a, a band that really um abides by those principles um i actually interviewed the band uh for grimy goods or ugh, really recently like beginning of the month um and i asked them so they have a new ep and there's one song that i really liked it was instrumental a lot of fun um called this high and uh i'm gonna read you the answer he gave me as to what it like what his influences were because of how political they got this track was made at the time that the standing rock protests were in full force and we were trying to lend our spirit to that struggle by raising the vibrations around us and as an instrumental track, that's definitely what it's doing. It's awesome. I love it. It's such a fun song. And that's, I can't stress enough how much fun they make being politically active. I mean, Josh Ocean has said, like, I don't think that it's possible to 
be an artist this day and age and not be political. And I agree with that largely. I know I'm not letting Kylie talk, but <laughs> real quick, another like indie band that I think is a good example of this, um, Beecher's Fault. And also the lead singer, Ben Taylor, um, he also has another thing I want to talk about. But Beecher's Fault just released an EP recently. I want to say like just last week. Um, and the like lead single was called Money Mouth total teardown of capitalism it's ruining people's lives it's awesome i mean it's such a fun song like beach salt is like a fun indie pop band i think it's interesting to see even these really fun bands that we wouldn't necessarily associate with like you know because when you think about political bands you think of like a rage against the machine who my mother once said they have a bad attitude that's a karen <laughs> banks quote i'm not i'm not kidding you <laughs> but i think it is interesting to kind of even see these bands that are more like fun and dancey are like look like we also you know we have something to say even though we're not the typical like political band yeah exactly and so and same with um ben taylor lead singer of preacher's fault project it's called benny boo which is so cute <laughs> oh my god the, i love that moniker so much and I, I was like emailing him and i was just like love the moniker but i don't think he realizes just how much i love it it's so adorable anyway um he released a song uh, again really recently called after party um so and what's great about this song is so the song itself is just like a fun like party song um it's like it sounds a little like the apples in stereo if you guys are familiar with that band just like fun pop band um the thing is the music video that he released with it is like a montage of like how climate change is destroying the planet and it's like kind of sad but then towards the end of the video like all the footage gets reversed and it's kind of like almost optimistic kind of what we were saying about Mm -hmm. like mental health and how that is turning optimistic too um where it's just kind of like we can do something to reverse this and so with that he the other aspect of this is that any sales or streams like profits from that he is going to donate directly to 350.org which is a an organization it's a worldwide organization that is like is fighting climate change with a grassroots movement Mm -hmm. um amazing organization if you guys don't know about it like i highly recommend looking into it and considering donations to them especially i mean it is the season to donate money yes it sure is so i mean i'll link them at the bottom listen to the song put it on your playlist like listen to it as much as you can spin it i mean put it on your spotify playlist send it to other people as many times as you listen to the song you are still generating some revenue and therefore you're donating which is pretty amazing because it's always it's free to listen exactly it's genius this idea is genius i mean of course you and i have talked so many times about how like terrible streaming profits are but money's money the pennies that you generate is still worth it every penny counts and or the point zero 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 eight of a cent (sighs) just means you gotta listen to it more true exactly that's why you gotta put it on every single playlist (laughs) um but yeah that's just like another great way that they're affecting change but also drawing a lot of attention to it exactly and moving on to some uh pop artists so um One artist that we want to talk about is Kendrick Lamar, which isn't surprising. Every album that he's done has been very focused on different social and political issues. Um, And Damn was no no different. I want to bring up... um of, of the many songs in the album, one that really stuck out to me was DNA because they actually had the clip of uh, Fox News and they're talking about how they did not, uh, how they didn't like him and they didn't like his lyrics. And it was just pretty crazy that he, you know, he incorporated that clip, especially um, because they were saying things like, oh, rap music has been so bad for the black community, things like that. So, uh, so I mean, the whole album really talked about a lot of political and social issues, but um, DNA really stood out to me. And then another, I think, what I want to end on is actually somebody who we've seen. Uh, it's Katy Perry, and we've seen her canvas for Hillary. So we've seen her in her own personal life being very active in the political sphere. But what was really interesting was the first single off her album was Chain to the Rhythm. And Chain to the Rhythm is really interesting because it's a very self-aware track about how we all sort of live in a bubble, which is not what we're used to from Katie. We're used to California girls. We're yep. used to fun. We're used to all this stuff. So it's really interesting to see her come up with this kind of song very self-aware very interesting and definitely talking about how we're again sort of blind to a lot of what's going on yeah i mean i i really okay i kind of like that song uh nobody better shoot me (laughs) okay i know who's gonna hurt you that's true you guys are nice to me Um, but i 
I liked the song just because I like the idea of that she's literally talking about herself. Not literally, like, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I should say, like, not specifically, but definitely her life experience, people in her, like, uh, like white, wealthy people who are in bubbles and they don't want to admit it. Like I I, I kind of mentioned earlier, like, when you have an opinion, you just want to double down on it. You don't care about the facts. Like, doesn't matter um but in this song she's literally like guys we're living in bubbles and we need to like expand our like like line of sight it's very interesting i mean the whole album is very that her whole album witness was just such a lyrical departure from her typical sort of fun poppy um which you mean of course i loved and obviously there's a time and place for every type of song of course but i think it was just very interesting this her diverting from what she's typically done so yeah. it was really great song very interesting and definitely um something a little like a kind of a left turn from what we're used to absolutely i will say though um tsunami is a better song from that album so i do like tsunami <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i just love that zoe's like don't shoot me for saying i like this i think zoe's thinking that there are like hipsters behind her walls who are gonna be like how dare you like Katy perry honestly though that is a paranoia of mine. Hipsters all around, ready to attack me. She does live in East Hollywood by get, getting close to Silver Lake, so she. Uh, there might be some reasoning behind this. Oh yeah, in Echo Park too. Like, yes, I practically live there at the Echo. Exactly. So, so Zoe does live in hipsterdom, so her fears actually might be founded. Uh, where I live in LA is not hipsterdom, um, and yeah not at all so uh so i'm told that there are a lot of drug dealers in your part of the city most likely yes <laughs> i like that you're like i don't know this for certain but i can say that i've heard that yeah i would i would assume so um <laughs> considering where i live which is van nuys which is not super nice yeah. um good mexican food hell yeah that's awesome i've got good thai, thai food around here so we've got it all covered we're well fed that is very accurate um, well, uh, we're going to take kind of a, a left turn from all the pop music that we landed on, uh, and we're probably going to jump right into the mix. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in as usual. I feel like last episode kind of didn't, uh, wrap it up as well as we normally do, but please follow me on social media. <laughs> I love that. The, please, please follow me. It's awesome too, because she has stickers. So if yes. you're, if you message her and say, Hey, I want a sticker. I'll, I'll mail you a sticker. I'll mail you my business card because I'm very proud of those as well. Um, yeah. Mail you a little note with a big heart on it. Oh, I would do it. I would. I do know it. you would. Yes. So yeah. So definitely uh, message us. And again, thanks so much. It's been a really fun 2017. We're really excited for more fun things to come in 2018 for the podcast as well. Yes, absolutely. And of course, on the blog, I'm going to be doing my whole full gamut of year-end stuff. I've got uh, 15 music videos uh 30 albums i'm not writing about all 30 but i want to mention 30 albums that i liked and then i think i've got like a top 10 songs that i want to go into yay which i'm looking forward to um her top 10 will be very different than my top 10 <laughs> uh especially because she's yeah. having a party tomorrow and i've been told that i cannot play reputation on repeat so i'll need to find some other music i'm gonna have to like tie you down to prevent you from changing the music to taylor swift <laughs> gonna be tough you'll see next podcast whether i survive oh my god um well it does seem like the next podcast will be in 2018 so i guess we'll see you guys on the other side happy new year yeah happy new year guys thanks for tuning in
Here's a request from last night. Yeah, yelling's getting loud. Keep it down now. Keep it down now. This talk going round this town. Keep it down now. Keep it down now. Noise is closing in from all sides. Warning all the ways to die. They say you better give up. You better give up.
Everything speaks far and wide. Everything speaks far.